Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Disney Geeks, the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Carolyn. And your other one, Rod. And today, I'm so excited. We're going out of order, but I don't care because it's Christmas. And it's the Guardians holiday special. It just came out. We're recording this a little earlier than you will hear it, but it just came out today. And I am so excited to talk about this. It's a special presentation. It's not technically a movie. It's a special presentation, so they're not quite movie length, but I'm so excited to talk about it. Yeah, I'm excited too. I know this one was one that we've all been waiting for for like, what, two years? Wait, is yeah. it not so, two or three years ago? So everyone's like, oh my God, what are they going to do? And when we, I mean, I'm going to be honest, when I heard holiday special, I thought they were going to be like super corny, like how Star Wars was when they did things, which I saw that for the first time, and that was real weird. That was way out there. So I thought for some reason it was going to be along those lines. I mean, it was still kind of cute and corny, but yeah, I can't, I think they announced it, I feel like it was during D23 in 2019. It was kind of one of the first, I was reading something or I read something, and it was actually when they were filming Guardians 2, like James Gunn just made some comment to Kevin Feige, he was like, it'd be great if we could do like a holiday, like Guardian special. And he was like, sure, let's do it. And like James Gunn like went and like wrote the script and uh, not probably not the final script, but like, like wrote it out in like a couple hours. And I was like, that's like amazing. This is the first kind of like special Marvel presentation concept that they came up with. And obviously I was very excited. Guardians is as much as I love like Steve Rogers, Captain America, and like everyone else in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Guardians is probably the ones that are like nearest and dearest to my heart i just love all of them so much and rocket is my favorite character ever (laughs) he's he's such a little jerk but i love that little i can't call him raccoon because he gets mad he gets very grumpy when you call him raccoon but i was super excited when they announced it and i tried not to have too high of expectations going into it because i didn't want to be disappointed but my my excitement for this one this is probably my most thing that i was excited for for marvel this year because i love christmas i love guardians and it's just all my favorite things wrapped up <laughs> into like 45 minutes yeah that, i remember when it came out or sorry that um the announcement for it and it was it was really exciting just because like you said it's like one of the newest ones and i watched i watched this twice today just so i can like be well versed in it because it was definitely the first time around I guess I wasn't fully paying attention to the dialogue, so I was like, wait, what would I think some certain things happened? But the the kind of movie he did write it, it says at the end that it was only written by him, so he wrote that entire thing, which is pretty cool. But yeah, the thing that, I don't know, I just, I'm trying to think, what was the last, when did Guardians Volume 2 come out? Years are hard. Uh, it was the year the ride opened. Ooh, 20, oh my God. 2018 let, let me google this see if i'm right i feel like it's 2018 because it was i'm trying to okay so kind of 2019 no 20 okay 2019 was endgame 2018 was infinity war oh, it was 2017 i was a year off so the reason i say that is because like this is the first time we've had like just guardians the way that they're i guess quote unquote intended since then so that's why because again we're you can't really count anything that happened in infinity war and game with them in terms of like how they acted because that's just well i'm, I'm not saying counting like they didn't happen i'm just saying that like, we haven't gotten guardians the way that they're intentionally like, written like james gunn wise i know he like worked with them i'm just saying 
The look you give me, you are just saying, ah, I hate this. I'm literally just trying to say, I'm literally just trying to say that we haven't had the Guardians the way that, like, in the vision of James Gunn in Okay, thank you. I was saying, <laughs> words written by James Gunn that the Guardians spoke. I was like, I, I was saying, so much of what happened in Infinity War and Endgame influenced things that have happened that happened in this. Yes, that's, oh, yes. I meant just like we haven't seen them in their form that they are the way that we normally see them. Guys, written by James Gunn. Yes, but he did, like you said, he did help write the Russos write like the Guardians, so they sounded authentic. Yes, but I just felt like they haven't had just their world and them. Yes, they haven't. They they've been. They like went home the Avengers. They were hanging out with Thor, and now this is post. I'm assuming Love and Thunder. We haven't gotten the official timeline, but I'm assuming this is post post that. Yeah, because I I mean I guess we can we're not jumping just yet, but just the my head the way that I was trying to align it is it must happen around the same time as Hawkeye because it's Christmas time. So I'm assuming they line up that way in terms of. Just because two things are said at Christmas doesn't mean they happen at the same time. Wait, did they happen in the same year? No, that's what I'm. You're saying timeline wise that they're like you imagine them happening at the same time. I don't. I don't know where in the timeline this sits. Yet. Oh, no one's get- I'm not saying. I'm not saying like right on top of each other. I'm just saying. Like, never mind. You know what? <laughs> just gonna sit and just explain what it is when we get to it. Keep my comments to myself. I need to follow my official list of that the timeline. Well, because I'm trying to Groot. Groot looks different in Love and Thunder still, so this happens after Love and Thunder in the timeline. Yeah, but yeah, I like I said, I'm just picturing Hawkeye, and at this point, I have no idea where Love and Thunder fits in with all of this. Who knows? I think it's I think it's after Hawkeye. Well, I guess we can't really say like what we would have rated it before him because we've never seen it before. But I guess you as you said, your excitement level was very high. Mine was just, let's see what Guardians are up to. I was excited but I tried to keep my expectations low because I didn't want to be disappointed. Well, with that, would you like to jump into it, Carolyn? Mm-hmm. Alright, so with the Rose of the Galaxy, the holiday special, it is around the holiday time. Um, we start off with a very interesting what if animated style, I guess that's the best way to describe it, like the scene, uh, where we see Peter and, oh no, I forget his name. What's Craglin! Name? Craglin, and yeah, um, they're discussing Christmas and they're putting gifts and making a makeshift tree. And Yandri comes in and is like, what the frick fuck is this? And Peter just basically explains what Christmas is, and Yandri is like, bah humbug and like destroys the tree and peter's gifts and being like if you're a ravenger you have to like just get things on your own you can't give like you can't give things to people you have to earn it yourself yeah it's so so sad you're like yondu especially like knowing (laughs) what you know like post guardians 2 with him you're like oh why you gotta be like that yondu like he just wants to celebrate christmas exactly and i literally was like okay he's like scrooge like i don't I don't understand where, like, I get where you're trying to come from, but dang, 
at the same time, I'm just, I'm just curious why they went with that style. Like, it's cool, but I'm just curious, like, why they decided to go animated for, like, the flashbacks. I know, because I watched, <laughs> I watched a breakdown today of all, like, the Easter eggs in it. So, it's an old, like, animation style that I think they used to use for a lot of, kind of, holiday movies back in the day, where they basically would, like, draw, kind of, 2D animation over actual, like, actors. I mean, it was probably more cost-effective just to have Michael Rooker go stand in a voice box for a day or two to film his lines versus going and getting him in the full, like, makeup again. <laughs> but um, it was, they, they said it was a homage to that as well. So it probably wasn't just cost-affecting measures. That's true. Um, so then we jump to present day where, I was going to see Craglin, there we go. I was going to mess up the name again. He basically just explained the memory to Mantis and Drax. And they're like, and that's how he destroyed Christmas. But they basically have bought nowhere and they're fixing it up, which I'm like, hold up. You bought this entire, no, it's not a planet. They bought the, the alien head. The head of a celestial. Thank you. But like, and they said they purchased it from the collector. I thought the collector was dead. Like, isn't that what, like, when Thanos came in, he destroyed nowhere? Didn't, I thought that's, that was what happened. Well, he destroyed nowhere, but we never definitively knew if the Collector died or not. So, apparently the Collector lived to see another day. Uh, he probably wasn't, you know, too happy about his collection being destroyed again. So, and the Guardians, you know, they've been saving the universe for a lot of years. They get paid for that, so they've been saving up their money. So, that's a big city to or big planet celestial head to buy. Well, how do you, how do you, oh, no, this, is, this is wild, like to buy a whole, like, it would seem like, what was it, this was like a black market, I forget what they call it in the first one. I see, this is how long I have watched Marvel movies. It's kind of like, yeah, it's been a while since I've watched Guardians, but uh, yeah, it's kind of like a seedy underbelly, but I mean, if Thanos came in and like obliterated it, but the other thing that they also do is they mine um, basically like the brain fluid of the celestial there. That's true. I've they do that. Um, so that is probably important because now we've introduced celestials into the Marvel Cinematic Universe more fully. So, I mean, you don't know how much this head cost. So maybe it's actually maybe it's pretty affordable since Thanos came and like destroyed half of it. And you know, the collector was like, I don't know, I don't have people coming to see my collection anymore. <laughs> so you guys can have it. Have a great time fixing it up. So basically, they're there to fix it up. Um, and then this is where we find out that they've also adopted Cosmo since he's been released from the collector. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, Rocket and Cosmo. <laughs> You're trying to it, can't you just put it? It's so hard. <laughs> I would like some treats, please. It was great. I say Rocket. Rocket is actually the parent of the Guardians. Like, Groot is his son. He now has the dog he has to take care of. This is, this is true keeping everyone in line <laughs> so this is where they're also realizing that peter is really sad um which is kind of interesting that they never like in the trailer they're like he's sad because of gamora but in the actual special they're like peter's just sad because of everything that's happened and i'm like i mean fair enough you he has a right to be sad with everything that has happened but they definitely didn't seem like it was a gamora thing and instead they're like He's just sad. And I'm like, again, there, you can be sad because what you've gone through is a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the whole Gamora thing like plays into it, but 
yeah, he's just allowed to be, he'd been through a lot. He lost Thor. He had, he had a buddy for a while, you know, running around the universe. And now, you know, he's got to be an adult and, you know, fix up this planet and care for all people there. So it's a lot of responsibility. It is. And with that, we get these alien, this alien band. It's like, hey, we heard about Christmas and how it's like your favorite. So let's see. I'm like, we're trying to sing the song to you and see if we get it right. And he does not get it right. They, they get the first like 30 seconds right. And then after that, he's like, no, none of this is right. No, no, this is not how it is at all. Yeah. He's like, we heard from Rocket, who heard from Cosmo, who heard from Craglin, who heard from you. It's like this like insane game of telephone. And I was like, yeah, no one, no one should trust Rocket to communicate what christmas is like to anyone love that raccoon but (laughs) i say yeah the whole song i just i think my favorite part in this scene is just groot like jamming out in the background and everyone else is just like what is this and groot is just like living his best life he's like this is amazing I don't know what it was. Groot freaked me out in this entire thing. He he just looks so boxy. And I don't know what... Like, I get that he's in that in-between of, like, teenager years of where you're just disproportionate to everything. But, like, he's super boxy. Groot's a little chunky. Uh, the video I watched, they were like... They don't know if they were trying to differentiate him a little bit from the initial Groot because obviously this Groot is the kind of the son of the Groot. It's not the same. Everyone knows I was like, oh, it's Groot. It's the same. It's a completely different character. But then the guy was like, he's like, I wonder if to save, again, you know, budget for the film so they didn't have to do as much CGI, if they just put a guy in this in the suit like they do in the parks. And so that's why he's a little chunkier because you actually have like a person in there. So I don't know which one it is. Hmm? Well, I was going to say, I agree. I thought that's what was happening too, is that it was a person in the suit to just save money because again... Guardians especially, I'm like, dang, that's a little, like, they just use a lot of money with their special effects. Yeah, between Rocket and Groot and Mantis and Drac, everyone pretty much has a lot of CGI. Yeah, I, I need to go back and rewatch it now and pay attention to see if you can, like, tell. But, yeah, he's definitely, I don't mind Chunky Groot. I feel like he's, like, he, like, he hits the gym, you know? He's got a, I, I don't have a, I don't have a good pun for tree muscles, but... <laughs> He lifts those branches. Yeah, he lifts the branches. <laughs> so basically, after we get this song, uh, Mantis decides that she thinks that Quill needs a good Christmas present. And Drax is like, okay, cool, but like, why? And she's like, well, I need to make him feel better because hush, hush, I'm his sister. Which I, that, like, after watching it a second time, was like, okay, why did we not think about that before? Like, it's pretty obvious that she would be his sister. Yeah, I mean, kind of, but if you remember in Guardians 2, Ego killed all the other kids, so that couldn't help him make the planet, so it would probably be a safe assumption that she isn't, but uh, I think it's because even though she couldn't help him make more planets or take over the planets, because she could help him sleep, that's why he probably didn't kill her, but yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that Peter has actual family. Like, because that's like the heart of the Guardians. It just makes me so happy. So, yes, they decided they're going to go get him the best birthday present or birthday present. Oh my God, Christmas present ever. And she says that it can't be a what, it's a who. Actually, no, Jack says it's a who. 
and they decided to go get Kevin Bacon from Earth. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It is so amazing <laughs> all at the same time. It's wild, especially since you and I both know Hollywood so well. I'm definitely ahead just to tell you. Basically, they travel in the galaxy, get to Earth. Uh, they have that funny scene where they're like, you clearly put, like, you put the cloaking thing on, device. right? <laughs> like, yeah, I did. You clearly flipped it on in front of me. I also love how Mantis is, like, sassier in this. She does a lot of yelling at Drax. So I was like, dang. And not like a, like, Drax, stop it. It's like a, I'm a mom yell. It's like a mom yell. She's like, I am annoyed with you. She's like, you are a child. It's either the mom yell or the very angry girlfriend yell. I can't tell which one it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a mixture of both. Yeah. So they get to Los Angeles, a.k.a. Hollywood, because they're like, we have to, he's clearly in Hollywood. And then... That whole thing in front of the Chinese theater cracked me up because of someone who knows that so well. Both of us know that very well. I say that was like literally a mile from where I used to live. I never, I, I hated going down there. The only time I went down there was when I went to the El Capitan Theater. But you would just drive the street and it's so true. It's like you just see all of the C-grade superheroes, people taking pictures with them. And I just love, she like, she's like, Steve! And it's just like tackles him and the guy runs off. But then I love that like, they like start taking pictures with the tourists. <laughs> I also forgot, like, I forgot that it was a cultural thing, that they're just like, here's money for getting a picture, and I was like, I totally forgot that that happens. I I remember seeing it many times in person, but I just for some reason forgot, like, I blocked that from my memory. So when they started getting it, I was like, I mean, easy way to make money. Why well, I say, but then when you live there and you, like, walk away, like, hey, want a picture? I'm like, I'm good. Thanks. I'm like, yeah. I, I live down the street. I don't. Nope, <laughs> I don't need a picture with a C-grade Superman. Thank you very much. <laughs> or when it's Mickey Mouse, you're like, I'll just go to Disneyland. Thank you very much. Uh, the Mickey Mouses that are on Hollywood Boulevard are actually terrifying. They look like opening day Disneyland Mickey Mouses. Yeah, they are scary. No, thank you. <laughs> so anyways, they make a lot of money uh, from doing this. And they decide to go to a bar because they think Kevin Bacon must be in a bar. And they get shoe-wasted. I, one, I love that she has this, I, she has a shot and she just, like, breathes, like, must out. And I was just like, <laughs> that's freaking hilarious. I say also the way she drinks her shot at first where she, like, tongues it. That's how insects do it. So I just love that they bring a lot of those, like, characteristics into her character. But, yeah, that scene was great. <laughs> Mantis goes and dances and the guy's like, hey, you want to dance? And Drax like, Dancing is for pathetic humans, basically. <laughs> He's like, well, do you want a shot? Can I get you a drink? And Drax is like, yes. I also love that afterwards they go out of the bar and they're sitting and she's just got the sunglasses on. She's like, I can't believe Kevin Bacon wasn't in the best part. The best thing. She's like, I can't believe Kevin Bacon wasn't in there. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, oh, my money. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> Which I'm also, like, I'm very shocked that that star house map was accurate. Because I'm like, 99% sure most of the time when you go on those star tours, they're like, this is Snoop Dogg's house. And it's, like, just a house with people in front of it. And say it was Snoop Dogg's house 10 years ago before he sold it. Exactly. So I'm like, the fact that they did this and I'm like, the Star Tours map is actually right. <laughs> I say they had to move the story along so it couldn't actually be wrong, you know? This is true. But yeah, so they get to Kevin Bacon's house 
And this is when chaos just ensues because they're trying to get Kevin Bacon to come back. You have to come with us. I love how much Kevin Bacon in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know it's not real life Kevin Bacon. I love how much he loves Christmas in this. Like literally his whole lawn is decorated. He has the most trees and the most lights and the presents, but also the the like tree with the presents is in the entryway, which is a little weird. So maybe he has multiple trees with multiple presents, but that that, that was just a, a little weird for me. But yeah, this part was so funny. And then when Drax loses his elf. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that whole part she's like, I was responsible and held on to mine. And I was like, Yes. <laughs> I was also freaked out with how insect-like they made her when she's, like, jumping from thing to thing. I was like, ha! Ah, this is terrifying! <laughs> like, I would be, like, Kevin Bacon being, like, I mean, that's the other too. I'm, like, he's so surprised by this. And I'm, like, so you live in a world where aliens, like, come to your planet pretty frequently. So why are you, like, I mean, I would be, I would be annoyed and, like, scared people from him, yes. But, like, the fact that he's, like, I don't know what these people are! Well, I mean, you know, maybe he's, I don't know how well known the Guardians are on Earth. I don't, they don't seem like they spend a ton of time there. Like maybe like Rocket and Nebula people might know since they were the ones who didn't get blipped. But Mantis, Drax, Star-Lord, they all got dusted. So maybe he's just like not familiar with that. And he's like, oh, aliens come to Earth, but it's never really like affected me or my life. So why do I care? And so maybe that's why he's like super freaked out. I don't know. This is true. But yes, like I said, I, in general, I would be freaked out that people have broken into my house and are trying to kidnap me. So I mean, yeah, if a normal human broke into my house and tried to kidnap me, I would be terrified. Let alone if aliens, one who's like an insect and the other who is just a hulking mass of muscle. <laughs> you are, you're also correct. Um, I didn't let her powers work here. For some reason, I didn't think it would, which I'm like dumb because clearly it did in Infinity War and Endgame. So I don't know why I was like so shocked. But anyway, so um, the government's like the whole police chair and chasing and I also love at the end where she's like, it's okay, you guys are going to be okay. And then she says about her candy cane being like, is this a tiny bear? <laughs> I, I knew he was lying to me. <laughs> she's like, and now we're even. Like, he flips her car. She's like, and now we're even because she gave him the candy cane. <laughs> like, Mantis is just so pure. <laughs> she really is. So the reason I love the powers is because she calms down Kevin Bacon. He's like, you're going to come with us. He's like, oh my God, that sounds like so much fun. And I didn't know that apparently in space actors were trash. Because as we're going back to nowhere with all these Christmas supplies that they stopped at right before they got on the ship, they're like, oh my gosh, you're such a hero, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, that was a character. And they're like, you're an actor? I was like, <laughs> I just think that commentary on, because obviously they're all actors. It was hilarious. But yeah, and she's like, it's the worst ever. We've ruined Christmas because <laughs> Kevin Bacon is a hero. And then she's like, be a hero. And he like switches to like this like British accent. <laughs> she's like, no, speak normal. And he's like, I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, I was like Wait, did I miss it? Because even a Batman, I just didn't know it. And I was like, no, no, no. He's just being, he's just being dumb. Okay. I thought he was making a homage to something that he had done in his career. And I, like, second-guessed myself for a minute. It's been a long week. It's been a very long week. <laughs> You're like, when was Kevin Bacon Batman? Googles his filmography. Yeah, I'm like, was it, like, was it an animated series thing? And I just missed it? Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, anyways, we get back to... 
uh, Nowhere, and they've decorated all of Nowhere for Christmas, which is beautiful. Like, they did a really good job. For people that have never done Christmas before, they did it really well. They When they were turning on all of the lights, I was just like, I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, take me there, please. <laughs> I will go in place of Kevin Bacon. It looks beautiful. <laughs> She said, I'm going to you know, like, really decorate a celestial head very well. Yes, I love it. <laughs> so that's when uh, Starlord, a.k.a. Peter, gets very excited and is like, oh my gosh, it's beautiful and this is amazing. And they're like, here's our gift to you. And he opens the box and is like, you guys have human trafficked Kevin Bacon. <laughs> this whole part. <laughs> I know he like opens the box and they're like, we brought him as a gift. He's like, this is called human trafficking. And he's like, and then he's like, realizes he's in a trance. He's like, untrance him. Like, and then of course, as any human would, Kevin Bacon like freaks out. <laughs> yes. So he's like, I'm so sorry. You guys are going to go back to Earth. And basically, Craglin uh, convinces Kevin Bacon to just give Peter some Christmas magic and stay a little bit longer and make him feel great and feel amazing because Peter's gone through a lot. I know. Oh, that part made me, like, so warm and fuzzy. Like, Craglin was just, like, they were just really trying to, like, you know, I love Craglin so much, you know, have Quill have a great Christmas. And then, like, when Kira calls him and he's like, I'm going to be a little late, like, I was like, Ah! And then they got Kevin Bacon to sing. Yes. And this is when all the gifts are given to all of the Guardians. And I'm assuming this is the part that you told me that I'm, I might know when you freaked out. And I think. <laughs> oh, this part. The callback. When Nebula gave Rocket Bucky's arm. I audibly, like, shrieked. I, I, I was like, you, they, they did not. They best return on a, a series of jokes. Ever. The fact that they did that. I love it. It just means Bucky's going to get a new arm in Thunderbolts. It'll be fine. It'll look more realistic so they should do less CGI. Well, that's what I was like, where's that? That's what I was like, where's that? Bucky doesn't have an arm now. I was like, poor <laughs> dude. Like, the dude has gone through so much as well. He, and now his arm's gone for... Because I'm assuming Nebula was like, listen, Bucky, let me listen to it. You just give me the arm. Nicely. Or I will just take it from you. I'll rip it off. Like, yeah. So I just, I don't know how that conversation went because I can't see Bucky being like, yeah, sure, just take my arm. No, I feel like Bucky would say, yeah, sure, because Nebula is terrifying. She is, but I mean, I don't know. I listen to, I have, I have a soft spot. I know you do, too, but I'm just like, no, I love Bucky. Bucky. Listen to Bucky. I mean, I know you do, too, but I'm just like, <laughs> so Bucky. Like, he, he, again, that man has been through a lot. And just let him have his arm. I say maybe he like went to Wakanda and was like, hey, I want an arm that looks a little bit more normal so I don't always have to wear like long sleeves and like a glove all the time. So like, can you help me out, Shuri? So maybe he gave up the arm voluntarily to Nebula as like, here, pass this along to Rocket. I know it would mean a lot to him. We can go with that. And then Cosmo decided to do the whole, I love you. I killed something and gave it to you. Oh, I know. <laughs> Just the whole, like, series of gifts is great. Quill gives Groot a, like, Game Boy type thing. And then I love that they also continued this from the Groot shorts where he, like, made art at the, in the very last one. And Groot made all of them presents. I was like, oh, 
He's a little artist. I love it. I well, I will say that I have not watched the I Am Great shorts, so I missed that callback. I know. You need to. The last one is so good. The others are like they're cute and funny, but the last one is so cute. It also has Rocket in it, so I got really excited. But Rocket has glasses. It's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> um anyways so kevin bacon finishes the song he goes back to earth and he's like i'll see y'all for easter I'm like oh my god are we getting an easter special please yes <laughs> uh, that's great that now they've he's met his hero and he did not disappoint him which is great and then we end it with matt he's like listen like phil goes to mantis and it's like Thank you so much. I just don't understand why. Like, why would you go through all this trouble for me? Like, I get that we're cool and everything, but like, why are you going through all this trouble? And I love that man because it's like, well, your father is your father, and the look on his face is like, oh my god, is he back? Like, what are we? Like, like the panic, the actual panic of like, am I gonna have to deal with my father again? And he's like, no, I'm your sister. And then he gets so excited that Mantis is his sister. No, it was so cute. But also, before she tells him, he was like, well, why did you guys... He's like, Craigman only told you guys part of the story. And they went back to the animated and Yondu pulled his present out of the trash. And that's where he, when he started collecting the little dolls, because that's what Quill had got him. And then in return, he gave Quill his blasters. So Christmas... Yondu didn't ruin Christmas for Quill, which I thought was really sweet. But then... Yeah, when he told Mantis, he's like, that's the best gift you could have ever given me. I was like, ah. I know, that was, it was super, super cute. And then we basically, and that's basically it with the, oh, that's right, because it ends with the fireworks. And they're like, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Yeah, and then the, then there's the post credit scene where Groot's being a tree. And then he puts his arms down and Rocket's like, you ruined it. We're going to have to do it again next year. You know, we're going to have to have another special. Yeah, like, give me another one, please. <laughs> and that's it. That's our Guardians Christmas special. It was so cute. I loved it so much. It was a wild time. <laughs> it's going to be a regular on my Christmas tradition playlist. <laughs> I was not prepared for a lot of music. That was like, like, obviously, Guardians is known for their music, but not like, live singing music so i wasn't prepared for the amount of that not in a bad way just i wasn't prepared for the amount of we're gonna dedicate easily like seven minutes out of this 45 minute to live singing yeah it was definitely but i think that's the thing that i kind of like about these this is the second one yeah because we had werewolf werewolf after midnight which i really enjoyed and then this and i kind of like them because they're not quite a show but they're not quite a movie so I think Marvel's like gonna start leaning more into these, which I think is cool because I think people are kind of getting burnout on the shows. And so I think if you can give them shorter things that still will kind of tie into the universe, you're gonna there there's gonna be less burnout with, you know, having to I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the shows. <laughs> but I think they're probably a little bit more easier for people to digest and watch and keep up with than doing a million shows in addition to the movies yeah i was listening to another podcast recently where they like talked about the amount of marvel that we get in a year now it's just it's a lot like it's a lot to keep up with say so, yeah and i say we were talking about this with friends during thanksgiving but they're like well, i don't watch a lot of the shows and so some of the things that happen in the movies now are such like so directly tied into what the shows are doing that you really have to 
be up on all of it to like fully understand a lot of things that are happening. Like the amount of standalone things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is becoming less and less. Werewolf After Midnight did feel kind of standalone-ish, but all of those things are going to start tying in at some point. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, I do agree that they are probably going to lean more into these, hey, let's do a one-hour like special of this thing that's going to maybe tie in later, just give you like that small sprinkle of something that like will make sense later on. Yeah. And like this, I don't know. It was just like, it's fun and it's like self-contained enough. And I felt like they gave, they gave you enough of the pieces of kind of the past thing. Some of it maybe won't really make sense, like when Rocket gets Bucky's arm, people will be like, what is this? It's like, okay, well, you kind of had to see Infinity War to get the joke. And if you really wanted to go back far enough, it goes all the way back to Guardians 1, where Rocket just has an obsession with people's limbs. Appendages. Appendages. Fake appendages. He's like, I need that guy's leg. And like, we got the leg. He's like, why'd you need that? He's like, oh, I just thought it'd be funny. Yeah, so I'm trying to think what we could make this out of Christmas trees? Kevin Bacon's? <laughs> Kevin Bacon's. <laughs> I say we can do we can do Santa Claus hats because that'll apply for the Santa Claus too. All right. Uh, so out of ten Santa Claus hats, what would you give this? I'm gonna give it a nine Santa Claus hats. I really loved it. Like I said, it's just. It's nice. It's Christmassy. It's fun. It's funny. These are some of my favorite characters, and I loved every minute of it, and I can't wait to watch it again. So, yeah. What about you? I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10, just because I just feel like not much happened, and it's like, you can't do a lot in 45 minutes, but like, with Werewolf by Night, I think because I like Werewolf by Night so much, that, like, in comparison to it, it just, like, it was supposed to be, like, a feel-good, like, hey, let's put the Guardians together and just put a Christmas filter over it, which isn't bad. It's just, let's just put them in this scenario to see how they would react, and that's kind of what it was. So, it's still good, but it's just, it is what it was. <laughs> I mean, it's not shocking that I rate it higher than you, because, like, Guardians are my favorite. Like, if someone was like, you have to pick, they are mine. I hold them very close. Very dear. All of them. I <laughs> say. We'll get we'll get to the Guardians when we get to them, but there. I think it also is too because the Guardians was the first Marvel movie I remember watching. That's fair. I mean, we we will get into that when we get into Marvel about all the Guardians things for you. <laughs> so excited! But Rod, where can people find you? You can find me at Rod Meets World with an H. Where can people find you, Carolyn? You can find me at the Tiniest Avenger with underscores between each of the words. You can find us at uh, Disney Weeks the Pod on Instagram, and join us next time where we'll be talking about a holiday classic. Woo-hoo!